Blog Talk Radio. Radio, where we practice healing mind, body, and spirit. I am Judith Pinkerton, licensed music therapist, as well as mother, wife, daughter, sister, friend, and founder of Music for Life. At Music for Life, music is at the core of all that we do, connecting you to the life of your spirit, to the life of your senses. With a favorite composer, Ludwig von Beethoven's quote, music is the mediator between the life of the senses and the life of the spirit. So how do we practice healing mind, body, and spirit? We plug you into yourself differently. With music at the core, discovering that when you listen or play music, you find out how the music is really playing you. We support you harnessing the power of music to create a healthy lifestyle connecting you to the life of your spirit through the life of your senses. I am so delighted you have joined me as we explore together this month's theme of the light of peace honoring the holiday season. Our guest today is Marquita Pierre McAllister, keynote speaker and spiritual leader for the Center for Spiritual Living Southern Nevada, a spiritual partner with Music for Life. Welcome to the Music for Life radio show, Marquita. Thank you, Judith. It's always a pleasure to be here, of course, on another beautiful, <laughs> wonderful day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, starting the week off here and the, and the month off. You know, our topic today with music, you know, what music do we use to incite peace or to incite war? And it's all about conditioning our mindset. And it's it's interesting to to notice what is going to be of greater value for humankind you know, a mindset of war or a mindset of peace. And I'd really like to explore both of those opportunities we have every moment in expressing what we truly are feeling um, so that we're being authentic, but we're also um, able to keep ourselves in the optimal productive mindset that connects the people, engages with life, contributes to our planet, and so on. So what tips, Marquita, do you have about being able to keep yourself in a kind of, it's kind of like a peaceful warrior kind of mindset. Peace versus war. What do you say? You know, I love the verbiage that you just used, Judith. You just said peaceful warrior. And in these days and times, that is a perfect um, choice of words. It's a perfect choice of words because you really, in order to maintain peace, you pretty much have to go against 
quo. The status quo right now is what's going on in our nation is more about war. It really is. If you, you can turn on the TV at any time, and you're going to hear somebody against somebody, the whole ISIS situation. Uh, and so in order to maintain peace, it's really about what are you ingesting on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis, and then really being the observer to your own mindset to see, is your mind, is your spirit, is your body at peace in this moment, and then the next moment, and the next moment, or... Is it actually agitated, irritated, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of fear, and a whole lot of doubt and worry based on what you're ingesting through the media and or what you're ingesting, what type of music are you listening to and the lyrics and um, even the melodies and stuff that go on in music, where does it sit you within your spirit and your body? Really important to be an observer to your mindset and your body in order to maintain a peaceful spirit. And that sometimes that's really difficult to do, to be that um, it's almost like a, a detached observer <laughs> because we get so caught up in the emotion of the moment that sometimes we may be even misinterpreting what our energy is. For instance, we may be thinking that we're really energized when we're angry or that we're very excited when we're anxious or yes. even more complicated, we're calm when we're actually depressed or sad. And so Mm. when you're misinterpreting where you're at, um, you could actually be fueling those unsettled moods with music choices because our instinctive uh, uh, choice is to push play on music that matches where we're at. Um, Yes, music feels good to me, right? But if you're stuck in what I call a chronic unsettled comfort zone, meaning chronic all the time, unsettled is like anger, anxiety, sadness, depression, um, that you've reached this comfort level or this tolerance of, yep, that's just the way life is, you know, can't seem to do anything about it, and you don't know you're in those moods anymore because you've reached such a tolerant level that you're yes. now stuck in a chronic, unsettled comfort zone and possibly fueling these anxious, angry, depressed, or sad moods with your music choices. So that is like how do you discern whether you're actually in <laughs> peace or war. So got any clues yeah. about that? Being a, a non-partial observer of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things you can do is look at your language. When you are speaking, look at the word choices that you're using. Are the word choices you're using actually peaceful or are they what I call the status quo? You're you're talking just like everybody else. And if you notice on a mass in our mass society, the language that people we're using is not peaceful, actually. It's not. It's not about happy and joy and and calm and those are not the word choices that people use the majority of the time in this you're speaking. So one is to look at the language that you're using. Um, The second is, and of course, I'm from a spiritual background, so the second is to use prayer and especially meditation. Using meditation calms the spirit and moves you into a peaceful, calmer mood, whether you're conscious of it or not. You know, if you're really um, using meditation music to get you into a meditative mood and then you enter into silence, you can bet you're going to start shifting and changing. And then you're going to notice even more about what's coming out of your mouth, what you're actually thinking, and what you're listening to. Quite interesting using spiritual practices to start to really learn how to observe what's going on with yourself. You know, it's it's interesting because people, um, 
are really caught up in their faith. And sometimes or many times there's a dogma that is connected to that faith that sometimes confuses those feelings of of peace versus war. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting because if you're, first of all, coming from a place of believing that you are, number one, first, a sinner versus um, a being of, of light or a being of peace, then you think at your core that you're a sinner as opposed to being at your core that peaceful feeling. And so what, how, how do you work with people uh, when they come from believing that their core is actually as a center or something that's negative? Mm, that's an excellent question. I, I remember a few weeks ago I had a sermon a little bit on that. It's very interesting. Because so much of what we think is our core is actually a belief system, and people do confuse the two. If you notice any spiritual master that really um, – works with peace itself, that's number one, and really really, um, chooses to believe that the universe has actually come into play, if you will, and you can call it God or Buddha. It really doesn't matter what your religion is. But you have to go back to what your deepest belief is about why the universe is here. And if it's actually here to do good, to be good, to uh, um, spiral upward, if you would. And most religions do believe at the core, that God or or the entity created something that's supposed to be for good. So if you go all the way back there, now you have to actually start to um, move into a peaceful nature that questions anything that is unlike the very beginning, very, very, very beginning. And that will actually start to question even your belief system. And now it's about having the strength to deal with, to be in the silence and be in the stillness Long enough to allow the the real core of you, the actual spiritual nature of you, to come forward versus what you've been taught. Most of us have been taught something else. It's not actually who we are or what we believe deep in our core. It really isn't. Yeah. So it's it's the willingness to be open to uh, possibly a new path or to expanding what you think your path is. And looking at Dan Millman's uh, the Peaceful Warrior's Way. And he has an opportunity for everybody to go on and check their life path to see what it says about um, your ability to stay in a peaceful warrior mindset. And so so I went on his website. We'll have all these links on the Music for Life blog website. Uh, So I entered my birth date to reveal my life path. And it says that... um, this is my hidden calling is to have stability. Um, and it's, it's also the master number of um, uh, large uh, foundations or large projects um, that will come into being that merge my expression and my creativity into being that stability. So it's interesting. It would be interesting to put yours in here and see what yours is. What's your... Hmm. I'll send you the link and you can look at it later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's just it's interesting to look at it and to notice, you know, okay, so if I want to be on this path of being a peaceful warrior, you know what I mean, that seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? 
It does, except for no, it really isn't. <laughs> it really isn't. When you when you look at the way um, our societies run, it doesn't seem very peaceful. So that means that you've got to take an alternate route in order to be a, a, a light of peace, a being of peace. And so it's really not an oxymoron when you look at mass society and how our world appears to be functioning versus what's really real, um, which is always about the individual and what's really at the core of the individual. Again, at the core of each of us really is a peaceful state, actually. And so it's about not doing and buying into all the worldly stuff and going into a more peaceful place, which is within yourself. So, and that's that's the warrior. That would be the warrior part, doing the opposite of what society would say do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, you know, and when you can cross borders and um, involve a variety of people from other ethnicities, other countries, um, you're already starting to break down that um, negative warrior mindset that you're coming together. Um, for peace. So, for instance, this World Peace Orchestra uh, was set up in 2013, just a couple of years ago, and its mission was to promote or is to promote peace and understanding through the unifying power of music that they strive to mm-hmm. cultivate a new, compassionate generation of leaders who understand that borders, oceans, languages, and cultures cannot break the fundamental bonds of humanity. So this youth, yeah. it's a youth orchestra. And it's combined with players from Western and ethnic instruments. So it's not just about your traditional, what you see as a Western orchestra. Um, mm-hmm. And it held its inaugural concert in New York City um, back a couple years ago. So just looking at some of the music that has been played over the um, last few years to commemorate some major things that were viewed as a peaceful um, gesture. Uh, number one, the, when the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, Leonard Bernstein conducted an orchestra made up of players from different countries in a performance of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, and he replaced the word Freud, the joy, um, with the word Freiheit, which is freedom. Um, so Beethoven's Ninth Symphony is a huge piece of work with choir that can excite and ignite and trigger all kinds of emotions to be expressed out so that you leave feeling truly joyful and freer. So it's an amazing piece of music. And some of the music I'm going to look at here, Marquita, is is all from the classical era. And it's interesting, as I embrace all music genres, classical genre is the music that has been around for centuries as opposed yes. to other forms of music that have only been around for a few years. So right. I really want right. to embrace classical music as being a common thread for humanity throughout war and peace. So another, yes. another piece was called Britain, Benjamin Britain's War Requiem. <laughs> and it was commissioned way back in uh, 1962 to inaugurate the rebuilt of the Coventry Cathedral. And so they had soloists um, from a variety of different uh, countries. But again, you know, just thinking war, requiem. 
um, in right. honor of rebuilding a cathedral, you know, that it, mm-hmm. uh, again, takes you through a variety of moods like classical music will do. The next one was the Borjak's piano, or excuse me, cello concerto um, mm-hmm. that was uh, done in 1968 um, by oh, the USSR Symphony Orchestra, and it was a Russian cellist who uh, wanted to, well, he actually was performing at the same time that Soviet tanks were invading Prague in 1968 and that many saw his performance as a prayer for peace. Hmm. Okay. So another, I mean, all these are really interesting. And then there was Sir Simon Rattle who conducted the Vienna Philharmonic and again, Beethoven Symphony Number no. 9 we were talking about earlier. On the site of the Mauthausen concentration camp to commemorate its 55th anniversary of liberation. So it's, it's interesting, again, of acknowledging the strife that happened on that ground and the freedom of it being disbanded. And the final piece of music that I want to highlight here is the World Trade Center, of course, attacked on September 11, 2001, which we will all remember in time what we were doing at the moment that we mm-hmm. found out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did was they changed a performance um, to be Barber's Adagio for Strings um, to pay homage to those that died on that day. Mm-hmm. And so Barber's mm-hmm. Adagio for Strings um, can ignite a a feeling of um, sadness if you are in that sad place, or it can see it can trigger feelings of peace if you are in a peaceful place. So you can mm-hmm. you can actually do kind of a reverse diagnosis on yourself. Hmm, I wonder what I'm feeling. Let me listen to Barbara's Adagio for Strings. And if sadness comes out. up for you, then you know you've got some latent sadness that needs to be expressed out. And if you go into peace and you know, oh. I'm good to go. I'm feeling peaceful from this piece of music. It's interesting how music can do that for you. Definitely. So looking for peace or war music, um, classical can take you through so many moods that it helps you express out all of those moods and not possibly stay stuck in just one. So again, just like you were saying, be an observer of what your words are saying and whether they're negative or positive and are they a reflection of negative media stories or positive media stories. Um, the same thing with music. What do you find yourself resonating with? And if, what is the music itself? Read the lyrics. See what the lyrics actually yeah. say versus yeah. what the intent of the music energy is. It's interesting. I will. Ha- I work with 100 clients every week. <laughs> I'm always having new stories for coming up yeah. for me. And it's interesting for me to notice how clients will pick music um, that reflects their lifescape. And even though the piece of music may be very um, uh, unsettling, and uh, like mm. angry or anxious pieces of music or depressed or sad pieces of music, they will claim them to be soothing or happy because mm. the words are validating their life experience. And they go, but yeah, it's soothing to me. <laughs> yes, but this is a really depressing and sad music. Yeah, but it's soothing to me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's a, really that is, there's a there's a there's a not, I want to say a lack of awareness, but you're just not aware that if the, the music can actually help you interpret what's going on in your subconscious mind, mm-hmm. if that type of music is soothing to you, it's really um, a key saying where you're actually at. <laughs> you know, if those lyrics are soothing, it's trying to tell you, check it out. If you're being the observer, then you can look at, oh, then this is what I'm actually feeling and thinking and believing right now. Even if the lyrics feel soothing, that's a key. That's a key to say something to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, it's just noticing, being an observer, not only of your words and what's coming out of your mouth, um, but also the thoughts, you know, what are your thoughts a lot about and what music are you picking? And if you're um, unsure about whether you're confusing your energy and possibly being in a chronic and subtle comfort zone, um, I, I urge our listeners to look at the music medicine protocol with Music for Life because it really takes you through a, an instructional journey into yourself about noticing all the different kinds of music and how you respond to it behaviorally, emotionally, and physiologically because music truly works from your central nervous system. So I know that we have got a, a we have been having so much fun working on a new way of going inside ourselves to learn more about ourselves. And that particular um, seminar that we're going to do is called <laughs> UPS, or oops, <laughs> someone said recently to me, I'm like, oops, what's oops? That's funny, oops. <laughs> and I would have said ups, you know, ups, no, UPS. Uh-huh. <laughs> UPS, we've determined to be um, up-leveling your periscope. So we have this um, picture of a submarine with a periscope and looking at how we can dive into ourselves differently. So I know we came up with this kind of cute way of, of looking at how to RSVP to ourselves. Can you explain a little bit more about that? You bet. Um, so one, you know, the seminar, um, our, we, we call it the teaser. You know, the teaser, the first seminar is held on uh, December, this next next Sunday, correct? Yeah, oh, December 13th. 13th. Yes, December mm-hmm. 13th. And it's just um, a peek into a series of workshops that Music for Life and, and Sarah's Spiritual Living, or Marquita's Motivation, actually, is doing throughout the year of 2016 because we really are focused on really helping people move through and up-level their life in 2016. And to do that, there's quite a few different tools and things we need to be aware of. So the first one is RSVP, which stands for Release, Shift, Rise, Plan. And so we'll be going through some, some ideas on how to release 2015 to really let it go, how to shift, and what that looks like to visualize and then to plan 2016. And the whole idea behind plan is very different than what people would normally think. So, you know, I would encourage people to uh, think about coming to the workshop on December 13th. I believe we started at 11.45. But this is a really um, a peek into how we'll be working in 2016. So many times people go to workshops and then within a month or two weeks, a week, 
they've kind of forgotten the majority of what they're, what they're supposed to be doing. And they got all hyped up, but there's no real follow-through. The nice thing about our series is not only will there be follow-through because we'll be meeting with people once a month, even though each seminar is an individualized expression, so you can just kind of come in um, on whichever seminar you get to. But to really assist people so that there's a connection to keep your up-leveling going throughout the year so that you keep going, you keep leveling up, leveling up your lifestyle, your tools, the habits, behaviors, all of those things as we go. So it's really an exciting adventure that we're going to be on. We love diving in the submarine. We chose that <laughs> as the up-leveling your periscope. We'll be diving deep into our own souls and up-leveling our expression on the planet uh, as, that, as, as we experience life. So it's really exciting. Yeah, and and what what's kind of a, an interesting take on this um, is that we absolutely created this out of nothing, and we found ourselves a little high in the UPS system, who <laughs> so yeah. was able to share with us very important information about what's going on right now with UPS and how they, uh, you know. Um, deliver goods and so of course UPS stands for United Parcel Service as a company worldwide and what we've done is interpreted that UPS within our seminars series is the universal delivery system yeah and how we do life yeah how the good happens to us and how we deliver it to the planet yeah 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 so so our keywords um, are fun, music, laughter, friendship, celebration, love, acceptance, and thriving. That is our goal yeah. <laughs> for everybody that chooses to join us. Yeah. We'll have a great time. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so as we look at this struggle that uh, we may go through on a daily basis of maintaining a peaceful mindset in the midst of war going on around us, um, what, what else can you suggest that we do? I remember you giving an example about being in an environment where it was obvious in the courtroom that it was a very different series and set of mindsets going on where your job was to be there to anchor in peace and love and the kind of feedback that you got for doing that (laughs) and the kind of (laughs) results that you got for doing that. So enlighten our listeners as to what you can do in the face of a, a negative environment and how you hold that and what kind of response you get to somebody when you're confronted about what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No? So sure. what would you like to hear? You know, the first thing I think I would love for listeners to understand and to just be reminded, because I believe people kind of know this, but we forget when we get into negative environments, and that is that peace itself, is not an external thing, it's an internal thing. So you actually have the power to be peaceful at any time, any time. It doesn't matter what the external circumstances are. So you carry that power within you. 
And what I was explaining to someone yesterday was when you know that you're going into an, a negative environment, I had nev- not really thought I was going into a negative environment. If I had thought about it, maybe, <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have taken me off guard a little bit. But, but, but even still, you carry the peaceful power and the light within you. So when you move into an environment that looks unlike that, is to really consistently say to yourself and talk to yourself about that you are that. You are that peace. You are that power. You are that light. And so then when someone confronts you, which is what happened with me, someone confronts you that was just kind of wild, um, you do not, you don't need to react. There's no need to react because you're carrying the peacefulness within you. So when someone comes at you, they say what they say, but then you literally respond because you're in a peaceful state. You're not allowing the environment to be pushed upon you and you buy into it. You don't end up, as I said yesterday, reflect your environment. We're not here to reflect our environment. We're here to be the light in the environment. And so you carry that. And then what's amazing is you come out of the environment, like I came out of the courtroom, and laughed and laughed. It was hysterical to me. It was wild, uh, having a good time. So I was still at peace, and actually I was in joy by the time I literally left the interesting environment. (laughs) It was quite the thing. But it's a tool, you know, and it is practice. Um, and so that's one of the things we'll be working with, you know, in the UPS series is how do you do this on a moment-by-moment basis and how important it is to learn that skill so that you don't allow the environment, the unpeaceful environment, to affect your peace and instead you affect it. Really important. Yes. Yes. And for those that find it difficult to shift out of that unsettled mindset, uh, we have some specials on music medicine pills where you can communicate with us over at Music for Life uh, through this website and find out more about how you can shift your mindset with the aid of a music medicine pill that is so effective. Uh, One of our case reports was actually published in a medical journal recently. So I encourage everyone to look at how they are able to anchor in that peaceful warrior. Thank you so much, Reverend Marquita Pierre McAllister, for being on the radio show with us today. Absolutely. Everybody make it a great day. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.